Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. Hey, this is Alan Blaine, and I am so excited to get to our interview with John Christ here in just a moment. But before we do, I wanted to take this opportunity to do two things. First, it's been just about three months since we launched the podcast in mid-September 2022. And I just wanted to say thank you for being a listener of the show, for sharing the show, for many of you giving five-star ratings and even taking the time to write a couple sentence review on your favorite podcast app. So many of you have done that. It means the world to me, and it really does help get these messages out, which by the way, it has been so fun to hear so much feedback of encouragement, people sharing with us how much these interviews have meant to them and encouraging them and their walks through life and journeys they're on. And that is why we do what we do. So first and foremost, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you, our listeners. And secondly, I owe you an apology. Okay. When I got ready to record this interview with John Christ a few weeks ago, he requested to come over to our house and do it in person, which I gladly agreed to. The only problem is all the previous interviews up to that point had been done on Zoom, and I hadn't figured out my technology piece to be able to have an in-person interview with two mics recording into one system, which I've since figured out as we got dialed in last week for Dwight Johnson's interview, episode 11, I believe it was. But that being said, it's an incredible interview. I didn't want to ask John to re-record it because it is so good. I hope you can bear with my audio quality being less than stellar. John's audio quality is great and he does most of the speaking. So with that, I'm really excited to jump into this interview. Let's go. Okay, this is Alan Blaine and I'm very excited to bring you our special guest today, my good friend, John Christ. John Christ is one of today's fastest rising stand-up comedians with more than 1 billion video views, over 5 million fans on social media, and sold out shows from coast to coast, making Polestar's top 100 global tours list in 2019 with over, get this, 197,000 tickets sold. Widely known for his viral videos like Honest Football Coach, Every Parent at Disney, Brands that need to be canceled, plus hundreds more. John Chris has performed all over the world and in 2021 began his multi-city national theater tour called Fresh Cuts, selling out theaters all over the United States. John has been seen on ESPN, Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, Barstool Sports, and BuzzFeed, just to name a few. In 2022, John released his second special named What Are We Doing on YouTube. And he released his first book titled Delete That in October. John also has a weekly podcast called Net Positive. So check that out. When asked where he finds the inspiration to write jokes, Chris says, I grew up in the deep South. My dad is a pastor and I was the third of eight homeschooled children. My first job was at Chick-fil-A. Coming from a background like that, how do you not write jokes? John, welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. Hey. Sounds good. Good to be here. I'm, I'm sure that everyone's first question is, how am I on here? Yeah. How did we connect with each other? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Why don't you share that story? Well, my sister 
booked one of your rental properties, right? Yeah. And then I made a video down there about 30A. And that video is still viral for me. I think it was ever. And then you, I think, did I film any of it in your house? I don't think, not the first one. Well, I think what happened was, yeah, you stayed in our beach house, one yep. of our beach houses down 30A. And yeah, Nicole yeah, was yeah. following you and okay. noticed that you'd posted a picture with a sign in the background within our house that she recognized. And she that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I'm in the house. Yeah, because my sister would have a different last name. So that wouldn't have, there would be no connection. And I just went there and it was like vitamin C, I think it was. Right. And then I made some joke about it. And that's how, then you're like, hey, that's my house. Right. Or something, right? Exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then we went back to it. This customer service was so good. We went back to, or the, or the beach in the sand, one of the two. <laughs> And then we found out that we connected. You guys live in Nashville. Then we have a lot of uh, similar stories, the way we kind of came up and what we're trying to do, I think. Right. And we just chatted kind of ever since. Yeah, I'm just hilarious, yeah. funny guy. Just yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Both comedians. Now, your wife said she was, whenever she goes on stage, she's nervous. Exactly. Is that true? She's it nervous. Very yeah. True. Well, I mean, I, I got to admit, I'm a little nervous too. Sometimes a lot. When you go on stage, you're nervous? Yeah. yeah. Ah, they can't kill you. Somebody told me one time they can't kill you and they can't put you in jail. Well, that's true. But you know, it's like what the greatest fear that people have is public speaking, and yeah, that, that's second yeah. only to a box of rattlesnakes. I think the death is number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so a box of rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody told me I've heard that stat obviously before, but then somebody said, public speaking, you just given a motivational speak or even an information and comedy on top of that, that has to be multiplied times twenty, because you now you're you're being judged in real time. So you know if it's not like if you were given a speech on fourth quarter sales earnings at Walmart, there's people listening, but they're not necessarily listening to the performance. They're listening to, for the information right. and they got it. It doesn't need to be delivered dynamically. Like we both go to church. How would you know if the pastor's sermon is decent or great? How would you know? I'm paying attention. Yes, and I think based on the crowd, the mm, yeah, or maybe I don't depend on the denomination. I guess right. applause breaks or amens yeah. or some kind of reaction. Is the crowd are they with it? Right. That's the event. Sometimes the more evangelical, Pentecostal, spirit filled the churches, the more the crowd will kind of give. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess comedy is that times ten. Because you ever been heard a sermon where it's like, can somebody give me an amen or somebody? Are y'all listening to this meaning? Am I the only one here? Like, I need y'all to, do y'all know what, are y'all relating to this? Or sometimes they're just sitting there, and it's Sunday morning, obviously it's a tough crowd, but they're just sitting there. Often the pastor, if he's not seasoned enough, he will go, y'all connecting with this. And, and that's, it, comedy's the same way. That's a great segue. The question I want to ask you is what, what do you feel has been a key to your success because you're sitting there? Killing it, crushing it, and like you know, we we're just talking about it's scary for most of us to get on stage and speak before yeah. hundreds or thousands or whatever. And you're sitting there doing it in comedy must be the toughest arena to have to do that and doing very well. What way yeah. you think has been one of the keys to your success? Well, I don't want to get too Tony Robbinsy or whatever you want to call it, but somebody said if you want to succeed, double rate of failure. So every Monday night we go to Zanies, which is the comedy club on Eighth Avenue in downtown Nashville. And it, it's a new material Monday is what the theme of the show is. So literally you can come up with a notepad 
Now, if you go see me, I'm going to Dayton, Ohio this weekend, and the tickets are a hundred bucks, and people go out to dinner. Th those need to be the polished up ones, the done jokes. Right. But on Monday, New Material Monday, you can go out there. They don't even know I'm coming there, so you can just throw out something. Like I was talking about, I voted last week, and I looked at all the like bills, and like the, I go, I shouldn't be in here. Like I shouldn't be deciding this i barely understood they're so intricately written right. and i'm educated i go i don't think i should be in here one of us about like should you refuse employment to labor unions and i go i got fired from my last job for making tiktoks like and you just throw these ideas out and people either they relate to them or they don't relate to them and i've probably threw out seven or eight premises that i never said before and a couple of them worked a couple of them didn't even Jerry Seinfeld, who's the most accomplished, decorated comedian of our lifetime, he currently still goes and doesn't do well. Not on the weekends, the weeknights where you go practice a new joke. I don't care how long you've done it, whatever your job is, the first time you go, I'm not sure. And if you're a home builder or you're a, like, if you're a home builder and you build, you've been building the same house a million, like switch up the, the bricklayer, the different type of wood, try a new thing. I don't usually sheet rocket like this. I go top to bottom, try going bottom to top, try going left to right to see it. Like I've failed so, so strongly in front of the biggest crowds. Some people's biggest fear is comedy. I don't even, I don't have it. That part of my brain isn't there. But did you have to develop that? I think uh, it's a combination of, I mean, you know, have you ever seen Free Solo? I haven't. The movie, the guy climbs the face of whatever it's called out in Wyoming with no ropes and hundreds his amygdala i don't know what it's called risk aversion is not connected it's literally not connected like that would scare you right it doesn't scare him and that's that i think is a little bit of a, like a mental illness i don't know what it's called but i look i've read an article about it that seems a little so mine would be an initial i'm not scared well not that i wasn't i guess the first time i ever did it i threw up yeah i didn't sleep the night before i was paralyzed but after 13 years of no one's shot me no one's beat me up have i gotten booed no i mean maybe the, the response wasn't the, the fear goes away right because it's not it's not scary now now telling new jokes is always i wouldn't say fear but a little you look in the mirror and you go i don't know about this one i'm going to dayton ohio this weekend Friday, Saturday, I have five shows. They're all sold out. My name's on the marquee. I've announced on my social media, I'm coming to Dayton. My fans are in there. So it's not scary at all. I'm apprehensive because I hope it goes well, but I've been on other comedian buddies who it's their crowd. And they go, hey, John, do you want to come up and do 10 minutes on my show? And that all of a sudden becomes very scary because this is not your people. They don't know your sense of humor. Like people who listen to this podcast would know your sensibilities. They know what you're interested in, what you don't like, what you like. Kind of if they follow you on the internet, they would kind of know. Then you go on something that's out of your demographic or reach and you go, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like if you did it, if you did it like a real estate deal in like Honduras, you're like, I know about real estate, but not down there. It's just a little bit out of your zone. You could probably figure it out with enough time and enough deals, but the first one, 
Right. I think that's what a lot of people forget, though, is that one of my favorite sayings, and I remind myself of this all the time, is that everything is hard until it gets easy. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, from walking to yeah. speaking our first words to chewing yeah. solid food. Everything's we hard. forget that we, it used to be hard to walk and chew yeah. and talk and do the ride a bike. Yeah. And so people look Pretty at smart. you on stage yeah. or whatever in whatever arena but you're killing it you're crushing it's like well that looks natural it looks yeah. easy but to be reminded that john chris started at no, 25 please. years yeah. old or yeah. whatever it was yep. you know and that first time like you said you probably you said you threw up oh yeah threw up well a lot of things especially with the advancement of technology and social media and the, and the cell phone and like to do stand-up comedy if you live in nashville tennessee or wherever anyone listening within an hour of your house probably there's an open mic Every night of the week. If you wanted to be a stand-up comedian, you could. Tonight, you could. You could. There's The East Room is a bar in Nashville, Tennessee at 8 o'clock where you can go sign up, put your name, and they will introduce you as a comedian in two hours from now. You could do that. And I think that being a stand-up comedian, I think would be, I'm biased, but it would be the best job in, in the world. So why don't people do it? The fear. Scary. So... If you want to become a doctor, it's going to take you about 10 years, right? right. You're going to have to go to pre-med, med school, take the test, do the residency, do all the stuff to finally get there. It'll take you 10 years. But for a comedian, it'll take about 10 years, too, to become successful. But you're going to get the title on day one. They're going to introduce you as our next comedian, and they're going to introduce you. So the only barrier to entry is then fear. And then we talked about a little before we started, like all, everything is, is very accessible. How many real estate agents do you know? Many. A thousand, dude. How many successful ones do you know? Handful. A handful. But what separated them is the one of them were like, I like wearing a business suit and going around and selling a $5 million house. Sure. But the other one got, somebody said, hey, I'm in the market for a $75,000 house. And you're not going to make that much money, but you give everything to that customer and you make sure it's great and you make sure they get what they want. And then it's like seven o'clock at night and they're like, they're on their 50th house that they've seen. I am that way about comedy and I, everybody's not that way about what I'm that way about, but I love meeting people. Like there's, I've met a guy that was like with hot air balloons, just obsessed with it, obsessed with learning about them. And I go, I'm into that. I'm not into that. Like we have a, we have, we sponsor a racing team, a guy of a late model, uh, race car. And he's like, just obsessed with it. He's up until two in the morning, fixing his car, trying to make it better for to race. And I, we sponsor him. I go, you're exactly like me, but in a different thing. In a different arena. And, that, and I think what you would want for your kids, which is what like some people worry about the next gen or like, I don't care what you're obsessed with. It doesn't really matter, but as like a Christian, like put your mind to contribute to society, you know, right. or something, whether it be real estate or, or the guy that paved the roads out here. You think the guy that put the concrete out there in your driveway, whoever came up with that mixture is obsessed with that. I promise you he is. I don't know him, but I, the guy that got the cement that you have, he was obsessed with it. Right. He was up late at night. Everyone else is asleep and he was in his garage. I'm guessing. I don't know that for sure, but I, I promise you. Because what you're saying is the key, the, the common theme that all successful people have, whether it's comedy or uh, real estate yep. or concrete yep. formulation, 
you mentioned Tony Robbins a minute ago. I might butcher the quote, but he says a quote that says something like, people are not lazy. Yeah. And the first time I heard this quote, I thought, this one, there's plenty yeah. of lazy people. People, yeah. there's nobody that's lazy. Yeah. They just lack inspiration enough yeah. or a big enough vision yeah. to move them to action. I think a great example and to give a lot of people hope they could say, hey, no matter where I am right now, if I would just be honest with myself, first of all, because that's what you and I both had to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, if, we, if I'll be honest with myself and honest with those who I yeah. trust and love and I yeah. who care about me, there's the sky's the limit. I, mean, I don't care how, age some, how old someone or Absolutely. young someone is yeah. or where they've been or where they are in the sound of this podcast right now. I, I love knowing that you know there's a big hope for tomorrow. And I would say that, that if you can be honest with yourself, we're talking about like maybe like more like personally and like spiritually and but business wise if you're not making money you're 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 in real estate and they're not like it's the market i got a bad deal interest rates of supply chain shortages in comedy you can do that Uh, the crowd uh it was too late at night they were too drunk they didn't get it they didn't but you can look in if you can look in the mirror and go I, i remember during covid when my agents were all, we were at a conference call every week and they go, oh, their ticket sales are bad because Omicron, uh, people are scared to come out to venues. Uh, people are asking for refunds. Uh, this, uh, this place has a mask policy. This place has a vaccine policy. People don't want to travel, gas prices. And I had a buddy who was selling a lot of tickets. I go, well, somebody's doing it. The market might not be ideal, my brother's in like mortgage lending. It's like a bad time to get into it. But th- there are people succeeding in it. So the external factors being what they are, true. What, like the restaurants, if, if you closed your doors the first two weeks of COVID, you go, we'll open back up when it comes back to normal. You're done. You're done. Right. Versus the guys that go, hey, it sounds like we can still do takeout. Let's literally cut a hole in this wall get up a website you can call in add two more phone lines we'll get the cook in here we'll we'll put a grill on the street and we'll and that's at the cilantro the mexican restaurant by my house was just packed the whole parking lot was a drive-through and they would just just i love it so do i so do i would you go oh no the covid we gotta shut down and that's about back to the beginning why did the one guy shut down and the other guy and sometimes it might be out of necessity they're going we got to feed our families we don't have a choice here i mean it's a probably a combination of both really but the one guy probably wasn't that passionate about being a restauranteur anyway right versus the other guy goes i'm gonna figure out how to make this work right and it was up till three in the morning ordering new cups that they could give people on the road i mean some of the ingenuity and creativity and business that came out of covid was unbelievable Unbelievable. That's my favorite part. Yeah. COVID. That was the first. Learning yeah. about the bidet. Yeah. Well, everybody didn't have such luxuries. Yeah. Oh, man. It's good stuff. I mean, you know, the, the it's a great point that you're making as I think about that. It's like, I'm not encouraged that we're coming into a hard economic time, yeah. Yeah. but I am always encouraged in hard economic times, whether it was the real estate market crash of 2008 yeah. that cleaned out, you know, 50% of all realtors and builders and everything else. Yeah. Even during those times, I, I was one of, I was a builder at the time. Yeah. Those were our best years ever, ever, ever. And, and I don't do real estate anymore. I haven't yeah. for years, but 2009, 10, 11, 12, yeah. our best years ever in real yeah, estate. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I think about the Great Depression 
some people were very successful in the Great Depression. Well, and what so, came out of that? And what yeah, came out yeah, of that? Yeah. So you're bringing up a great point. It's like, hey, we create our own economy. If we're going to yeah. start talking about yeah. business and finance for a moment, yeah. and regardless of what the interest rates are, the economy, yeah, yeah it, it, they are factors, but they are not the factor. No. The factor yeah. is the six inches between our two ears. Yeah, 100%. I've been a comedian since 2009. And just this business has changed a thousand times since then. With back then, it was Netflix didn't exist. The goal of any comic was to get on The Tonight Show. Now, like, you're like, what? On The Tonight Show? What? What's replaced The Tonight Show? So, what is the epitome of uh, podcasts? The biggest credit. A, a comedian could have right now is to be on Joe Rogan okay. that you would prefer to go on Joe Rogan over the tonight show, even Netflix. I mean, where does the life's hard succeed anyway? Podcast? Yeah, it's right up there. Yeah, it's, it's right. right up there. Yeah. It's gotta be close. Maybe it's maybe top 10. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but if that's, it's funny that that's the title of this podcast. Cause it like, they go, we were killing it on Facebook at, in, in then, and now we're killing it on TikTok. And used to be every video was long form, not long form, but meaning like four or five minutes landscape yep. on YouTube. And now everything's reels and TikToks, portrait version. So if you, yeah, yep. the old saying adapt or die. And then there's new, there's new technologies coming out every week and it doesn't scare me. I don't think you have to be the first adapter at anything, but just see where it's going. And if you're still doing business in real estate the way you were in 2019, you're not in business. Right. Be probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the industry that well. But if you're still building homes the way you built them in 2009, you're out of business. So the ego economics. I remember when my boss at the company I worked for was the 2008 2009 the economic downturn, and at staff meetings, eventually he goes, "Hey, no more, no more of that excuse. Like, oh, the economy. Like, hey." open up all the borders, you know, where everyone's coming this way to our country. Meaning like, if you can build a business, go from nothing to something, this still might be the easiest country to do that in right. the United States of America. Yeah. So you go, all right, well, in that case, sky's the limit. I agree. Thinking back on your rehab and that whole situation, actually, let me back up. So many people think, and myself in, in my younger life think, you know, people have been so successful must not have had as many roadblocks, not as many challenges yeah, in yeah, life. Yeah, I think yeah. it's human nature. You've obviously shared a pretty substantial challenge yeah. in your personal and professional life that, as you said, you know, you've come back from it even stronger. But would you say that's the biggest challenge you've been through to date? There's significant challenges in my business every day. The challenge of that one was different in a way that it like altered my like perception of reality so you, you you were just a little bit lost there you grew up your whole life thinking if you ever made a poor choice you got to keep it a secret you got to keep a secret if everyone if you ever this was ever exposed everyone would hate you and you lived with that you lived in that mindset your whole life and then the worst possible things come out about you publicly and then people still love you you go what what? And then also, I would say on the other side, I was drinking a lot back then, and I remembered stories differently than the facts. 
if you've gotten a DUI, you, you certainly know of this lifestyle where you go, I thought I was being funny and endearing and flirtatious, but I like I remember the people that were speaking out against me. I'd be like, they're all liars. They're just trying to get a piece of fame or they're clout chasing or they want attention or they want to be the victim versus like, they were like, oh, they might be correct in their assessment of me. That's the hardest. Like if, if you're a victim of everything, you can't, like if, you, if you're in business and you go, oh, the reason we're not doing well is because of my poor choices. That kind of thought never went into my mind before that. And then your whole like everything, they just they just kind of like, you're like, it's funny that I always tell the story is that I went to rehab for four months and then they obviously left rehab, but they say, come back in six months and uh, we'll just do like a check-in, right? So when I went to rehab, I never forget this, I had a 2014 Honda Civic. And then in six months, when I came back for the check-in, I have that, that Range Rover, a blacked out, murdered out Range Rover. And they go, what's this about? And I go, I went into this whole like, well, I need to drive a lot like for my career and it's like it's safer and like it's better for my golf clubs. For, and they go, come on, dude, just be honest. Come back tomorrow and I'm going to need you to be honest about the Range Rover. And I go, okay. And I went home and I, you know, I thought that's the whole recovery process is I go, all they wanted me to do is just say, hey, when you go pick up a girl for a date, it feels good. Or when you pull up to the valet with the nicest car there, just admit that that feels good. Because you got the money. You can afford it. There's no consequence to your personal life. This is an expense that you can afford. Just, just say it. And then if you can do that, the sky's the limit. But if you can't, there are so many people in there that couldn't, I, I need this house or the status or this job or this. I did this because it, it's so hard to do. That's a very minor thing in terms of a purchase in my personal life is inconsequential. But those kind of thoughts had never been in my mind before. And it was just like, if you would have asked me in 2018, why do you like to do comedy? I would have given you some BS answer. Like yeah, a lot of people email us and go, we struggle with depression and you've helped us. I'm going through a divorce, health situations, and your comedy has lifted my spirits. That's what I would say to you. But in rehab, they'll be like, just be honest. Just say that that feels good. A pastor would be like, hey, I love explaining the scriptures. I love teaching people about the Bible. I love people that are struggling with addiction or, or any kind of hang up to, to lead them in the right direction. Yes. But also, when there's a thousand people gathered there on Sunday morning to see you, that feels good. Right. Because it's a human. But it's so hard to like admit that. We talk about, not in the same way, but even in our business and the coaching and training we do to really peel the onion back and get to the root of why someone joins us in business. Yeah. Why do you want this? additional income stream what is it yeah. really going to do for you yeah. and that's that's really what we're trying to help people do yeah. is get to yes you want to help people yes all these things so, are true but yeah all those things are true, are true. but but you're also what human else? we're also human and if you say hey 
people made fun of me when I was in high school for being poor. And I don't want to feel that way. And I want to buy a nice, huge house and post it on my Instagram. Like the therapist would say that's unhealthy, but they go, at least honesty. you're being honest. But, but honesty is the healthy part. And everybody else would go, I get that. Yeah. Again, not healthy, but they go, all right, thanks. Now we can at least move or, or make choices or maybe work on that area of your life so you're not so over leveraged there. But if you can't be honest about it, that I don't know where, I don't know what. Well, that leads to another question I did want to ask you. Do you, you going through the challenges you've been through and the ones we've talked about, do you, how do you view them now? Like in hindsight, you're there a few years behind you. Yeah. You're not struggling in those areas yeah, anymore. Yeah. Or at least not succumbing yeah. to them. We all struggle yeah, or yeah, have yeah, temptations yeah. to whatever. What but if like, I said that? I'm not struggling anymore. They'd yeah. be like, BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to see. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how do you. I do. I know I've been three years sober. Congratulations. But I do, do I struggle with alcohol? Yes. We were at a wedding the last weekend, and and I just go, uh, it, now it's more manageable. You don't have to go to rehab for that. Right. So I didn't get a DUI and, and hit a pedestrian. Right. So there's less consequences. But do I struggle with alcohol today? Yes. Yeah. But I'm three years sober. So, yeah. So how do you view that? Though? How do you view the challenge of of that, I mean, you wish you never had it. You, you wish it disappeared. Are you thankful mm. you went through that process? Do you view it as an asset now to your life? A hundred percent an asset. Yeah, I'm a different person now than I was before. I mean, my goodness, if there was any other less painful way for me to learn that lesson, I would. <laughs> I don't. I don't like a lot of people say I'm grateful for like a. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was horrific. This, the embarrassment of, of being canceled or, or whatever you had to go through with your, like, you, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't wish it on my worst enemy, but I'm a Atlanta Hawks fan and we were in the playoffs last year and playing against the Philadelphia 76ers. Might have been two years ago. And Ben Simmons is a basketball player and he was not having a good game. And everybody was like, you suck, Ben. Everybody, 18,000 people. And, and I was a part of it. And I was, we were cheering, like, and, and some of that is being a public figure. And some of that's just part of the job. But I remember walking home and I go, man, that kid's 22. And he had a horrible game and he like airballed a layup to lose the game or something. And it was all over Sports Center. And I go, I don't know where he is, but he's in this city because they had a game the next night. He's in this city in a hotel probably by himself right. you would hope not but probably scrolling twitter and you just go oh right. i don't want to be a part of that because i know the uh, i know what that feels like and it's horrible and you just have a greater maybe like empathy or an understanding for people that like anyone that would be an alcoholic or, or, or going through it yourself you have a whole different perception on life that i think a lot of friends of mine especially some that are, are deeply religious that have never really, I always say, like, I looked the devil in the eye. I looked him in the eye. And, and yeah, it gives you a whole new appreciation for life and empathy towards others that are struggling. Versus that, kid, that guy needs to get it together. That guy's in a failure. I go, nah, nah. Right. He hasn't, he's made poor choices, sure, but he's not a bad person. He deserves life like everybody else. Yeah. That's part of the humility process, too, and yeah. maturing and but man, if there was another way to do it, I, <laughs> I would, I would prefer that, but there isn't. I agree. 
you could go back in time, do you have any advice that you would give your younger self if you didn't rewind nine, 10, 20 years? Oh man. I mean, if I, I, I played tennis in college and I always think, I was like, man, if I had the brain I do now, I would be undefeated. I would say, yeah, don't be afraid to fail. But it's easier said than done. Obviously, it comes from years of failing, but nobody, nobody. Yeah, I mean, I remember I asked a girl to prom and she said no. And I was like, I mean, that was so scary. I was like, I'm going to have to transfer schools. I have a story in the book about being cut from the basketball team. I was like, well, like everybody tomorrow is going to be like, did you see John Christ? What a loser. And like, nobody, nobody cared. Dude. Right. It might be a little embarrassing. My friends would rib me about it. Sure. Here and there. But these major like consequences in your, in your small world, not consequences, but these major things that you just in the grand scheme of, I think it was Tom Hanks or something on a podcast. He goes, this too shall pass. It doesn't, this is a notch against me for the rest of, and you're like, you get a year, two, three years out of it, and it's your life's better, and you're a different person. And you go, huh? Right. But man, if there was another way to do it, like I said, I would prefer that. But I don't know how you tell someone to get over the fear of failure. But yeah, that's what I would say. Less fear. Yeah. Just do it facing things you maybe said differently. Facing things you fear with courage. Soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. The the people today on the internet they they want to cancel or get rid of any voice that they don't like. They don't agree with. They want to get it out. Like when did anyone say that you were to deserve a life of not being offended or hurt or or you try out for the the basketball team and you got cut? It's a it's a horrible. It's as a kid, it's horrible. But you learn from it, and that's a kind of another arrow you kind of put in your. You're like, all right, well, I'm not scared of. I ask a girl to prom, she says no. Then I survive and I live, and I go, oh, I guess that's not that's a fake one. And then the, your worst possible fear gets exposed on the internet to everyone, and you survive, and you go, oh, that one's not real. So now, I mean, whatever the top one percent that we are in life is just because we just like cut away at these things that we thought were real that aren't right. just one by one at a time and just keep like oh that's not or like oh it's like we started a racing team and they're like let's start a, a line of apparel let's start a charity there's just no they, they you can't do that like, I'm, I'm gonna and not being afraid to fail. Nah, I mean, if you we, have you bro, uh, I could tell you a thousand about yeah. not only jokes, but businesses and money that I've sunken into. People don't know that. A, a tour bus, a private jet, a line of merchandise that failed, a, a joke that failed, an entire tour that failed. A, th a thousand. Right. A thousand. And I think that's the one thing that can encourage people the most that aspire to be. Yeah. greater and accomplish more is that people that are successful have failed way more times yeah. than they ever uh, would way imagine. More times. Yeah. Way more times. Way imagine. more. But the difference is you keep getting up, you keep yeah. going because yeah. you your vision is clear, you know where you're going, you're yeah. enthusiastic about it like we started off talking and about. You feel like if you want to start a podcast, you could start one with your phone. It wouldn't probably be the best quality, but you could have an episode one tonight with right. your phone. Yep. Just press audio and then I wouldn't know how to upload it to Spotify or do that, but yeah, if you have a YouTube channel, it's audio on a YouTube channel. Yep. So the limits 
especially living in the United States of America and the resources you have here, you don't really have much of a an excuse. I agree. Couldn't say it better. You don't. Well, what is one piece of advice you'd give to our listeners? And maybe it's pertaining to dealing with the challenge. Maybe it's yeah. just social media piece of advice. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that would like to succeed bigger in their social media yeah. and probably fear holds them back. I don't know. Yeah. I know. We all face fear. Any mm-hmm. piece of advice you might want to get? Uh, I got a quote written on my shower that says, um, you get paid, I, I heard it somewhere, I don't know if it says, you get paid in proportion to the size of the problems you solve. Yeah. So if you work at McDonald's and they go, hey, you're on taking out the trash. You just go around to all the trash, load them up, take them to the dumpster. Okay. Then you go, we're going to put you on register. You learn the register. And then you become an expert at the register. Then when somebody else goes, hey, how do I key in the salad with light ranch? You're that, right? right. Then you go, hey, with the drive through let me help in the drive through And now all of a sudden, you're the manager. And then there's a fight in the parking lot. And you go out and solve that. And then you're the GM. And then they go, hey, we're opening this new McDonald's in this other side. Can you go over there, help them start that one? And then they go, you're so great at that. You go into corporate or you start your own business. But it's the people that go, hey, the trash is coming out of the, the bin. It's not my responsibility. Not my responsibility. And that's the biggest pitfall i think anyone that's trying to get better in business not my responsibility well learn it and then you're going to become and then you're going to be go to the next one i mean there's all kind of things we do in our business like what somebody on our uh, management team was having a call we're having a call and then he goes i gotta get out of here i gotta i gotta go to i'm going to my anniversary my anniversary dinner with my wife and i go where are you guys having dinner and he told me some restaurant in Toronto and I called the restaurant. I go, Hey, do you guys have like a glass of wine or like a dessert that you could send over in my name? And she's like, well, I'll have to email you a receipt. And then I have to take your credit card. And we, and it, that's not a, in any kind of book, right? but it's just going over and above to try to find ways to like, Hey, we're doing a comedy show. Let's put something in the lobby. Let's get a pipe and drape out there. Let's get a, a, a selfie light out there to make the experience. But if you go, they just paid me a flat fee to show up, do jokes for an hour and go home. That's going to be your cap. So everybody's out there deciding their own. Right. I just want to work the drive through at Taco Bell. And I know how to do that. And I'm not going to, figure out the payroll. I'm not going to figure out that. I'm not going to figure out the dining room. I'm not going to figure out. I'm just here. The level of problems that I have in my business and that you have in your business are astronomical. Every day, dude, every day, just something they go, I don't know if I know how to solve this one. And you know what's astronomical is the price that we will pay for the big problems to someone who can solve them. Yeah, that, yeah, and the, and the, and sure enough, the guy that figured out if you want toilet paper, and he's got this company called Amazon, and he can deliver it to your house within an hour, or a sixty-five dollar bidet, or a sixty-five dollar bidet, he can figure out how to get that to your house in an hour, and you're like, how come that guy has so much money? I'll tell you why. 
Right. He solved big problems. He solved huge problems. Right. That's all. And all he did is that, by the way. That's all he did. Love it. Hey, what is something that you're excited about when you think about the future? Like something you're working on, maybe a project or anything? Uh, we're going out on tour starting in uh, February. And we the prep for this tour has been incredible. And the ticket sales have been incredible. We're going to 45 cities across the country doing our live stand-up show and it's always fun because you, you you never know city to city what they how they feel politically or maybe sports wise or socioeconomically or you don't know who's you do a show in Fayetteville Arkansas is different than Portland customizing it at all yeah yeah that, and you get out there and you're not customizing it but you're trying to if you do a show in Boston, they don't know about Christianity the way they do in Alabama. Right. It's just part of the culture. It's not part of the culture up there. And so you just like you just shoot a joke off and you're like, I didn't really. And then you make adjustments along the way. But it's always so fun. We got so many jokes and so many so, so much new material. We got a comedy special coming out on December 9th on YouTube that we're, we can't wait for everybody to see. It's going to be huge. December 9th. December 9th. On YouTube. Doesn't have a title yet, but we'll get okay. it. December and I. Just a couple 30-second quick questions, kind of as we wrap this up. What would you say is one habit, if there is a habit that has helped you become successful? Uh, somebody knows the answer to it. If you don't, you obviously don't know the answer, but there's somebody that can that can help you with that and ask, just ask for help. Just somebody, somebody's gone before you and done it. So not being afraid to... I would just ask. ask. Somebody ask. If it's a comedy, if I was at the comedy club and some younger comic asked me, how to fix this joke i would happy be happy to help yeah and that's everybody yeah yeah what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received one of the best pieces of advice i ever received i would say the that first guy that when i was about to go on stage as a comic he said they can't kill you and they can't put you in jail and that's significant of a larger conversation we're like what are you so scared of here yeah i go wow that's a good point and then then it's at some point the risk of the risk of me not telling new jokes is greater than the risk of telling new jokes. Cause even if they try and fail, that's better than over time. Like the same jokes, they're going to outdate themselves. And then the people have already heard them and then you're going to be done. Not being afraid to fail. I keep hearing that. Not, not, John, not being afraid yeah. to fail. Maybe that's my message. Yeah. I think it is definitely one of them. I love to ask our guests, what is one book? that they'd recommend, but what I yeah. you can share one if you'd like, but for you, I'd like to say, ask you, since I haven't got my hands on a copy yeah. yet, can you give us the cliff notes oh, of my what own book. your book is yeah, about? Yeah. Delete, delete that. Yeah, delete that. Is the synopsis of the book really is, is I made a an Instagram story to McDonald's one time in the drive-thru, and everybody's like, oh, McDonald's, gross. How could you ever eat there? Oh, it's so unhealthy. Oh, McDonald's, that's your first mistake. But then you drive across America, and there's one... At every exit, every exit, there's one. And there's people at it every time. So somebody's eating there. And everybody makes fun of the band Nickelback, right? They're, they're, oh, it was the worst band ever. Oh, but if they, if they tour, they go to Nissan Stadium. So you go, all right, somebody's. And if you get on the Instagram, all you're going to see is people posting about meal prepping and kale salad. But everyone's in line at Taco Bell. So it's kind of this idea that when we talk about the whole time, it's like we want to say we're this, but we're this. We think so highly of ourselves. But if you go shopping, I go shopping for like, you, you know what I need? The North Face. 
you know what I need? A watch that can withstand 40 meters down in the ocean. What are you doing? You're like, what? Hey, when I go, when I get my SUV, I'm going to need the off-road package that can handle going over boulders. You will never leave the street. And everybody has a to-do list when you wake up in the morning. That, uh, these 10 things, 20 things, 50 things. I'm going to, how many do you get through? Maybe three. Three, maybe. And that's probably a good day. Yeah. Everyone is thinking so much better. Than, and a lot of these honest conversations that we've had, they're like, hey, you're, you want to help, but you're also, it's this idea of keep this, delete that. Like if I have a show that's not sold out and somebody posts a photo with a lot of MC seats, I'm like, I don't want that. Right. But the next night is sold out. Post it. Post that one. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but I always thought, similar to what we've been talking about, if people see the empty seats, they're going to be like, ugh. Maybe he's not successful. Maybe he's not. Right. And the idea of everything I've been through in my personal life is put it all out there. And the people that love you and know you for who you are is there's nothing better. Right. So is it, is there comedy in the book? Oh yeah. It's all comedy. Yeah. 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 We're sitting here like crying and telling business principles. You're like, dude, is this, yeah, it's not a good selling point for the book. It's It's all jokes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And stories about my personal life, but yeah. Can't wait to read it. Delete that. Delete that. So how can people follow along on your journey and, connect with you oh man john chris comedy john b chris i think on all social media or you can find the book or at amazon walmart target anywhere love it yeah anyway come out to show i'll be on the road february through uh, july can we get one of those shows with cool let's, let's do, do it, it. You're the first guest that oh, i've yeah. had here in my home to in do an studio. actual podcast in studio oh, yeah so well, you made blaze it. And yeah. i was like can i do it in person and you, i know you're the type of guy you go we'll figure it out come on over and look, we did it. Adapt and overcome. Let's go, baby. All right. All right. Well, I sure appreciate you being on here with me, John. Thank you so much Absolutely. for taking your time out of your busy life and it sharing with us. If you see the podcast numbers go straight up, then you'll know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure <laughs> they will. I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks again. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contacts page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.